Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yes, welcome back to the Toolkit Depot studio out here at Optus Stadium. Remember to shop winter at TKD. And get those texts in on the temperate bedshed text line on 0487 736 736. And we have a caller on our open line on 13 12 55. Steve from Bunbury wants to talk about Ben Mackay and goal line review technology. Steve, welcome to the show. Yeah, good morning, Doc. How are you going? Good, mate. Um, yeah, look, firstly, the... Oh, sorry, go on. Uh, well, what are your thoughts? What do you want to tackle first, goal line technology or Ben Mackay? Yeah, I think goal line technology... Um, I think we can all agree that there's always going to be human error. And even if we go to a review, there could still potentially be human error. But we've got to give them every chance to come to the correct decision. And so I I think at the NRL, they have what they call a captain's call, and they can actually uh, call for a review. And this might add time to a game, but if you're talking about club season or in the next month, a club's finals or potentially a grand final, I think everyone can wear that. And uh, we need to give clubs the opportunity to uh, to um, you know, make a, a call on that, that they'd like to see something reviewed, to at least try our best to get to the correct uh, outcome. So in the Adelaide-Sydney game, you would say that the captain of Adelaide could stop the game and call for a review? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and I know that people say, yeah, that's going to take extra time, but the importance of that game, I think we can wear that extra time to get to the uh, correct decision. And I'm not an Adelaide supporter, by the way. No, I like that. Would there be a limit on the number of reviews you can call for in case clubs start using it as a tactic? Yeah, I'm, I'm not 100% sure of the NRL. I know they have a cap. It's either one per game or one per half. So I think that would cover that quite nicely, actually. Common sense suggestion, Steve. What about uh, Ben Mackay? What have you got to say about him? Yeah, look, uh, it's more about the AFL in North Melbourne than Ben Mackay. I think you make a great point with Ben Mackay that he wouldn't even be the third best defender in Frio or the Eagles. Um, North Melbourne are applying for an extra pick and you know, there's a good chance they'll get that. Uh, they're likely to have the number one pick and to give them a number two potentially for Ben Mackay, I don't see how they could in all conscience do it. Now, they might do it, but they couldn't do that in good conscience, surely. That would be a one hell of a compromise draft. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what it does for West Coast because obviously West Coast were, until the weekend, holding the number one pick. And uh, that had uh, um, probably... It it has implications for West Coast because I suspect even if they drop to number two, I I suspect that it's going to be difficult to split number two to get the two players that they might have been thinking of doing... um, 
uh, you know, as opposed to maybe just taking Harley Reid with pick one. So um, it does have implications for West Coast. It probably the fact that there's a bid or there's going to be a likely bid. Let's say North Melbourne gets pick two. They make a bid on uh, Jed Walter, the Gold Coast boy. Gold Coast will match that bid. Then uh, North Melbourne would drop to pick three, take another pick at pick three. I suspect that West Coast are probably going to either have a choice of one of Curtin and Dersma or the one of Curtin and Dersma that North Melbourne didn't take. So it has an impact, not a, a massive impact, but it certainly has an impact on how West Coast would plan for the draft. Yeah, yeah, understand. I, I just think it's a compromise if that happens. But anyway, we'll see what happens, I guess. Uh, and I, yeah, I agree entirely with you. I mean, surely there has to be some element of what the player is worth as opposed to what the contract is on offer um, because clubs will offer a lot to shift a player from another club. Um, and does that yeah. mean that that's what they're worth? And there is a premium at the moment on power defenders. Um, at the end of the day, Ben Mackay is a 25-year-old that's played 70 AFL games. He's had a lot of injuries. He's never really nailed down the potential that he showed when he was a kid. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the call, Steve, and thanks for that uh, very common sense suggestion, I think, on uh, how they might review controversial shots on goal in future. All right, let's switch to waffle football now. And, of course, a massive Perth derby coming up this weekend. West Perth versus East Perth. West Perth will be playing for uh, to have a chance of a spot in the finals anyway. East Perth trying to shore up uh, probably the double chance. And the Royals coach, Ross McQueen, joins us on the line now. Ross, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for the chat. Tell us about your season so far, Ross. Oh, we're pretty happy with how things have gone. We started the year with optimistic, like every club, but to manage to put ourselves in a position now, 12 wins, first time in the finals for a number of years, and we're playing for a chance this week to uh, top three. We're pretty happy with how it's gone. So, yeah, we're looking forward to this week. It's been a tough few years around the East Perth Footy Club, hasn't it? it? Like when you have an alignment, there's a there's a benefit to it, and there was a financial benefit to it for the Royals, and there was a cost to it as well. And I think the cost is like the culture of the club, the spirit of the club. Does it feel like with the performance of the team this year, you're really coming out of that? I think so. It's a bit hard for me to comment about the alignment because I wasn't there. But the last couple of years, we worked hard to come out of that and obviously try and build, get our identity really strong. Uh, I think it was really, like you said, pluses and minuses. There's a number of players that played at the club who are still at West Coast and we still chat to them now, those sorts of things. Um, but, yeah, I think the success this year has helped just bring a few people back on board and nothing else. Uh, so people enjoy going watching, hopefully, a team playing well and winning. And, uh, yeah, we're happy with the feel around the club. This week's game at West Perth, it, it's, it feels like a, a big-time, old-fashioned Perth derby. The Falcons are almost the form team in the competition at the moment. Tell us uh, what you're looking uh, to stop from them. Uh, we've got to try and stop scoring. They've been very good. I would have looked, we had a look at them last night. We, we were looking at the oppo last night. and uh, Statistically, the last five or six weeks, they're, they're probably topping a lot of the categories, the contested stuff, the, you know, the pressure around the ball. They get a hold of the ball and they look after it. So, well, they're nearly at the stretch where they were last year with the finals or when they're in the finals. So, we're expecting a really good contest from the West Perth boys and Harrow boys uh, as them up and going and ready for this weekend. 
He could probably do the competition a favour if you knocked him out of the finals the way they're going at, at the moment, Ross, I reckon, because uh, there's not too many teams travelling better than them at the moment, is there? Uh, they're going well. It's, it's, it's really even. It's interesting. Uh, you look at Peel last week and Peel probably think if they kick straight, then they, they win. But that's football. And, um, but no, they're in good form. And I think any time you can knock out a team that's, that's experienced and you know, they know how to win. You look at your midfield, it, it looks very powerful. Tell us about how they performed throughout the season for you. Oh, they've been good. You know, we've been fortunate that the boys down there have played for their strengths, like Hamish and Angus and Angus Scott and Edge Crowden, and we've had Christian Amaturi, and lately we've been able to add Mick Randall to the group, and at different times throw a couple of young boys like Sam Van Dien. ask you about Jed Edwards. Tell us a bit about him. Obviously, Scott Jones getting injured was a big loss for you. Yeah, Jed's been at the club a while. He came through the Colts program. I think Jed, I think he's 24 now, so he's he's played in the reserves for a number of years. He's had a, had a lot of injuries over the journey, so he hasn't really had get that continuity into his footy. But uh, strong, big, strong young man, ripping young bloke. He's about 202, 203 centimetres, competes hard, so we've been great that he's been given an opportunity and he's grabbed it with both hands. Angus is an interesting one, isn't he? He was a star for WA in the uh, interstate game against South Australia. Tell us about his season with you. And is Angus Schumacher a person, do you think, that could get to the next level? Well, Angus is, a, is an interesting one. Obviously, he was there at some stage early, so people, he's got it. Goose, if you like, people identify that early. For us, he's been great. He had a limited pre-season. He had some injuries at the back end of last year, so he was just getting through it week to week last year for a long period of time. Had an operation over the summer. Probably didn't start his pre-season until late January, February, which I don't want to say too much because every player might want to do the same, but he's had a great year for us. Um, and, you know, it is probably what a club's looking for. If he can continue to put his consistent footy together, he's a six foot two, six foot three, kicks it well on his left, read the game as well. So I like to think he gets an opportunity, but if he doesn't, we're wrapped to have him at least first. So why would he be better now than, say, the first time when he was in the system, do you reckon? I think a lot of it's just with maturity for young men. You know, you come out, you're excited, your, your whole dream is when you're 16, 17, 18, get on a list, you get on a list, and unless you really, really, that one percent or not even that, understand what's required. Sometimes it just takes a while to find your groove, your maturity, your body, uh, and a balance between life and, and football. And I think Angus has found that he's been working, uh, he's matured in his body, uh, and things like that, and he's pretty settled. So, and like a lot of young men, 
they just need some time to grow into the game and grow into the situation of full-time football. Sometimes in the AFL too, sometimes the roles become so specialised, it's about opportunity and about getting the opportunity to play the role that suits you, isn't it, really? I think so. I think, I, I've spoken to Angus a few times, and he's had, I think it was young Will Setterfield. I think he moved to Essendon this year and started the year really well. I think he's a mate of Angus's. And Will was obviously a highly talented young bloke, and sometimes your situation doesn't allow you to play in the role that you think you would like to play in, and then your opportunity comes and you flourish. So uh, very much so. I think it's opportunity and like with so many players we know if we thought we were given the opportunity they would flourish but um, yeah, you just need someone to see something in you that as I'm saying the other coaches uh, were wrong it's just that you need a coach that sees your strengths and he can put you in that, in that role Another player that I've always been interested in since I saw him play his first game for Peel Thunder when he joined Fremantle um, on their list a few years back, Tom North. Tell us about his season. Notice he had a fair bit of the ball against West Coast last week. Yeah, Tom, Tom's a ripping young man as well. I say that a lot, but we're lucky to have great, great men at the club at the moment. Um, came across in January, same sort of thing. He was in Melbourne and um, he came across and he's wanted to play some good football and so he joined his really good mate and Mitch Croden. He he started the year really strongly for us. He probably had a bit of a flat spot through the middle of the year. He copped it to the hair. You know, he got split open and a couple of other things. And on the weekend, we changed his role up a little bit, put him through the midfield again, and uh, he found plenty of the ball. So he's, he's another one I'm excited, obviously, for the rest of this year, but moving forward, that another strong pre-season that you might see some route. See the very, very best of uh, Tom North. Geez, it's a, it's a deep midfield group you've got there, Ross. How many players are you pushing through there? Uh, as many as I can, Mark. <laughs> as, many as, they, as, many as, as many as they let me do it, Mark. It's interesting. You know, no one wants to give up their mid- midfield minutes, but I think, like you said, we've got some different types of players you can go through through there, like, like Amish and Angus, and then you've got Tom North, and now Christian Amateur, Michael Randall. So we try and roll through five, six, um, well, if we get up to eight, that'll be great, but, but very rarely will they let me do that. So, um, generally five or six each week, but with a bit of flexibility from week to week. And you mentioned Mitch Croden. Um, what has he brought to your team? Uh, maturity. For a young man, he's very mature. Uh, a real real understanding of the game uh, and our willingness to, and want to compete and get better. He, he doesn't hopefully say, but I'm sure if he was given an opportunity, he'd, he'd, he'd like to play uh, AFL football again. He, um, but his maturity around the football, his, his direction, he's really keen to be involved in how he structure up training and game day and help bringing on the young blokes. And um, he's, he's got a great perspective on things. He obviously played a lot of AFL 40 for a year or two and was on the outer. So that experience we had to explain to our young men who are playing regularly football, he also gets it. So that leadership around the group is uh, terrific. Yeah, he's a little bit different to your other mids too, isn't he? And good news this week, uh, you're going to have Hamish Brayshaw around for a couple more seasons. Yeah, very good for the club uh, and great for us. Like Hamish is a great leader and yeah, and Mitch does bring something different. He's a, for a he's not a very big, tall man, but he's as strong as an ox and his clearance works super and he kicks it really well um, And on Hamish. Great for the club. He, he's complimented Christian Amadure. I think we've been very fortunate having a couple of great captains in different ways, uh, but obviously trying to have this common goal of success. One more before I let you go, Ross. 
Who do you think is the main danger come September? Who's who's the team that's going to be toughest to beat, do you think? Uh, whoever can get there, Mark. It's funny, it's, it, it is tight. Uh, like I said, West Perth have an opportunity if things fall this way. We hopefully will upset that this week for them. Um, extra man, I think, for most of the year, I've said uh, probably the most balanced side with, with a lot of depth. Subiaco have had their run. It, it's probably just going to be the team who, for the last, not, the last three, four weeks, and it's cliche, I know, but find that form at the right time. So Subiaco uh, won two or three in a row. If they beat Ishtramandal this week, they'll be really confident. Uh, they play a good contested style of footy. Peel, um, like I said, they beat us comfortably early in the year. Last week, they perhaps should have beaten West Perth. They were a form team. If you had to pick one, oh, maybe Ishtramandal. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Like three games from first to sixth, um, and six is in as good a form as anybody. So it's been a fascinating season, which I think we thought it would be at the start of the year, but good to see that the season is uh, living up to that. And I think we should have a great final series ahead of us. All the best with it, Ross. I think it's fantastic to see East Perth back in the mix again. They're a, they're a great, powerful, traditional waffle club, and I think they'll add a fair bit to the mix come September. Good luck, mate, and all the best with it. All the best this weekend and all the best pushing into September. That's Ross McQueen. He is the East Perth Football Club senior coach, of course. What do you think about the Royals' chances in September? You can have your say on the temper at Bedshed text line on 0487 736 736, or you can give us a call on the open line on 13 12 55. We'll be back with more after the break.